you know, any artist will, will, will know this, that you go through your funks where you start to get, you know, get depressed and, and say nothing's happening. And I just really just tell myself, there's no question about it. This is going to happen. America! What's up, Europe? What's up, Asia? What's up, South America? What's up, Antarctica? You frozen little, silly little gooses down there. I am your host, Heath Armstrong, and you are back with another episode of the Entrepreneur Now podcast, episode 81. That is correct. (laughs) Please tweet me if you know what movie that line was from. But I I am so, so excited to be here, as I am every single day. And for the first time ever on this show, I've got a family member of a previous guest. So episode 69, I had on Dylan Sergiovanni. He created Bleeper and had a huge creative influence from his own father, Richard, as he was growing up. And I love to see that. I love to see parents actually out there teaching their kids that they can be creative. They can go out there. They can attack the world. They can follow their passions and they can build this life that they truly do love because I think it's something that we don't see enough of. And so Dylan introduced me to his father after the interview and I was lucky enough to get him on the show as well. So he is my guest today. His name is Dylan Sergiovanni and he has a musical background, a visual arts background. He studied cartooning and he's created this amazing cartoon called The Grimps. And it's about a rock and roll band and it's geared towards children, but really the audience can be any age. I'm I'm telling you, I've watched it. It's hilarious. He puts adult humor into it, uh, kind of hidden in the back and, and it really does a good job of educating children on music as well. And I really think anybody should check this out. They can get on artsynow.com forward slash 81 or just hit up YouTube and type in the Grimps and it's it's hilarious and I know the Beatles were a big inspiration to Richard and he's a huge huge music lover uh, he always played in bands he, he he I think he played drums and was singing if I remember correctly and I, I'm just so happy to see him bring this back around into something like a cartoon because not everybody you talk to every day has created a cartoon, and especially one of this caliber. So I'm so, so honored to have him on today. If anybody out there has any questions for Richard, you can get his contact information on artsynow.com forward slash 81 as well. Hit him up. Super, super cool dude. And, and again, check out his son's episode, which was episode 69. So you can go artsynow.com forward slash 69 to get to that one. Again, thank you to everybody out there who has taken a little bit of extra time out of their day to leave me a review on iTunes. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for that. And whatever you're doing, wherever you may be, whatever you may be creating, whoever you may be fist pumping with, whoever you may be pogo sticking around the world with only your tube socks on with, give them a high five again. Smile, bring the energy, bring the heat, change the world together. And all the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 81. And here we go. 
Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity rickety dickity beat. Yeah. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad selves, yeah. and gentlemen, boys and girls, get up off of that seat and do a little boogie woogie 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 woohoo, because our guest today is here to bring some original creativity to me and all of you. He's the CEO of Surge Productions, a cartoonist, a musician, and the creator of The Grimps, a cartoon that binds childhood creativity, education, and rock and roll history. A skittamarinkity dinkity dink, a skittamarinkity doo Richard Sergiovanni, yoo are the entrepreneur now. What is going on, man? Hey, how are you? I love that intro. That's great, man. <laughs> it's a bit animated itself, right? Oh, absolutely. That, that's a great cartoon voice. You got to remember that. We'll call you in when we go into production. That, that's great. <laughs> oh, man, absolutely. I do that stuff pro bono. I just think it'd be so much fun. I've always thought about that, uh, getting in there and just making some ridiculous voices and, and doing some cartoons, which was one of the things I used to love doing back when I used to mess around and and flash and put those animations together. So Richard, man, I'm so pumped that you're here today. Thank uh, you. Thank I, you. I'm Thank really you. interested in what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Uh, you, you don't see too many remotely like just, this is a, a very interesting show that you're creating called the Grimps and it's got a good purpose to it. And, and you can't, you can't go wrong when you're mixing childhood development with, with rock and roll history. I mean, in the education behind all that, because rock and roll is awesome. First of all, and we all know that, but it's it's probably really hitting a huge fan base. And I think that that everything that you're doing is I, I, I just have a good feeling about it, the success, man. I really do. Thank you, thank you. I think the timing is is right for this this show um, and and this idea for a lot of a lot of different reasons. And um, one of the reasons is. Um, you know, without getting preachy, is that, you know, the purpose of this show and to be, you know, um, aimed to basically target audience aimed at kids is to, you know, try to promote positive messages to kids and not be preachy, as I said, and make it humorous and making it fun um, and, and getting a good message across. Uh, because I see a lot, a lot of, um, especially in a lot of animation in the past 20 years, they, they're pushing the needle to get more and more reverent and, and uh, innuendos and things like that, that, um, you know, uh, are really not so cool for the kids. I think kids need to be in fantasy world and, and enjoy something for what it is. And, and a lot of the stuff that's out there, um, is is kind of pushing pushing the needle now 
in animation, some of the most popular stuff was aimed at adults, and, and that's, that's fine by me. I mean, some of my favorite shows are like Family Guy and Simpsons and things like that, and, and the writing is meant to them, even though some of the kids see it. But this, there are things on Nickelodeon Network and other things like that, really, that aren't too cool. So we're, we're going to try to do that and and uh, incorporate the music. And, and when I mean my rock and roll, is I'm... I'm talking about contemporary new songs, you know, we're not, we're not going to be playing off of some old, old, uh, sounding music, but, you know, really good, good music, um, uh, to make, uh, the kids have a good time and enjoy it with their families. And, uh, so far so good. We're getting a very good response from it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and everybody can get on the grimps.com and check out the landing page. And I know there's videos all over YouTube and you've probably got some other links out there, but R Richard came to me, he was connected through Dylan, who was actually on the show also, who was one of the co-founders of Bleeper, the app, and, and I'm sure you heard that because it was only a few episodes ago. So what, what really pumped me up was during his show, he actually mentioned the support of his family with what he wanted to do with his life and following this passion that he had uh, of creating something and, and being a little bit different from the normal you know, nine to five, go get a job, sit in a cubicle type. And I thought that was incredible because then he said, hey, by the way, after the interview, he's like, my dad does all this. And I was like, wow, like that's incredible. And it's rubbed off on him completely. And, and, he, and you can see the influence there. So congratulations on that, first of all. Oh, and, thank you. Thank you. And I'm just pumped that it, that it worked out and you were able to come on the show. Oh, I'm I'm excited about it, especially when he told me about it because I've been doing uh, you know doing a lot of um, shows like this to um, you know uh, you know get the word out on the Grimps and which has you know helped in our, in our fan base and and Dylan mentioned it and you know I'm very proud of him and I guess he got a little bit of that entrepreneurial spark from me because it was um, you know something that he grew up seeing me do and drawing pictures and telling stories and, and, and drawing pictures and, and crazy characters and, and using him and, and his brother and sister as a sounding board as they were little kids. I go, what do you think of this one? What do you think of that one? You know, did it make you laugh? So he, he's, he's seen it all with me, and he, and he saw me you know, do that regular job, um, which was in the creative field, but keep my, uh, my passions and my dreams going from you know, behind the scenes as I had to do um, uh, all through his life. He saw it, um, and I'm still doing it. And um, you know, the Grimps is my newest project, and uh, it's it's very exciting. And um, Dylan's been there with me right from the beginning, so I'm I'm glad he mentioned uh, myself to you, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man, that makes me want to fist pump definitely. <laughs> Actually, I am fist pumping right now. And, and so you, you, when you came up, you you were actually into to music, and you've done work with illustrations and advertisements, books, magazines, uh, newspapers, and then you're on this project as well. Do you want to start sort of by giving us a, a a rundown of your background of creativity and how you've kind of developed into this person, and 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 why you decided to start the Grimps? Oh, sure. Um, well. I'll probably be dating myself and giving people an estimation of my age, but I, it all started with me really, really, but kind of about the same time I saw, I'm uh, old enough to say I was there as a wee little kid to see the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show in, in February 64. And that, and that turned me immediately on from that day forward, like the rest of the world onto music. And, um, you know, as a fan and a listener, and I really got absorbed into, you know, the whole music world. And shortly after that, you know, I started to play drums and um, 
Um, and around the same time, I uh, got an interest in, in serious interest in drawing, and I absorbed myself in drawing everything from everything in the in the comic books. And I was a big Marvel's comic books fan, and I would copy everything I saw and the things in the newspapers. And these two roads started to go in the same direction. And then I've in in high school, I you know I played, started to get into bands, and I played you know high school bands and started to go and play into the in the clubs in New York City. Interesting enough, when I look back, I was on the on the original uh, circuit when I played clubs that people probably heard of, like CBGB's or Max's Kansas City in New York City. Uh, at the same time, when Madonna was on the circuit and Bon Jovi was on the circuit, and um, uh, who, and Cindy Lapper is from actually from my neighborhood, and we used to you know share the bill on bands, and I was doing all of that stuff while I then was now going to the School of Visual Arts, which was a um, uh, uh, an art school in New York City, and I kept going with those with those two roads. I just loved them. I loved music, was doing original music and drumming and singing in this band that was pretty successful in the market, and. Um, I went to art school and uh, was friends with people like, I don't know, people in the art field knew, uh, would remember the name Keith Haring. He was a real, real big and uh, popular artist in the 80s uh, in that Andy Warhol um, circuit and lifestyle. But anyway, I I got a job working in advertising and um, I was doing uh, freelance cartooning and I just kept going with those two roads. Well, later on, as I got married and and started to have children um the band uh, world as far as playing active started to phase out and i had a regular job but in the advertising field keeping myself in creative and working on radio commercials and tv commercials and and, and thinking of clever sayings you know to sell people's junk and um i kept doing that all through the years and um but all along, freelancing and cartooning and still having my hands in, in music and still to this day play the drums. And about about four, four years ago or so, I decided I was itching to come up with uh, another idea of my own project. Because I always had this love and idea that I could you know, develop my own characters that have personalities like a sitcom and, and do an animated show. So I started to decide that I wanted to do this one where I was going to be able to combine the music passion and the storytelling and started to develop the idea for the Grimps. Uh, and from that point on, you know, it was, it was a development process, but uh, I got the bug to put those two things together. And then that started, uh, you know, everything um, up to this point. How, how incredible, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me back. You know, I had a I had another guest on Rick Kassman who he was talking about growing up. And when you start talking about playing music in those clubs and around the New York circuit with, you know, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, Bon Jovi around that area, he was telling me, he's like, Yeah, you know, I was growing up playing in, you know, Sid Vicious and, you know, Pink Floyd was coming out at the time. I guess they were a little bit before him. Uh and then he ended up growing in and playing and going on tour and opening for Queen in nineteen eighty one. And he, in the middle of the interview, and this is on the show, I think it was episode 23. Uh, he tells me that he was with, he was with, um, Pete Townsend when he found out that Keith Moon died. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Cause he was on their label and they were getting ready to do a world tour with the who opening for him. And he said he walked down the steps with a, with a bottle of bourbon or brandy. It was brandy, I think. And he just said the who is done. 
that bloody bastard's gone and done it and then walked yeah. out the door and then he found out Keith Moon had. Well, interesting and en- interesting enough to get back to that story into the Grimms. You know, part of the Grimms uh, when I started to develop it is um, based on very subtle references to the history of rock and roll, and all my characters um, are named uh, some more uh, upfront and some subtle are after people in the music business in, in one way or the other. And the four Grimms are Winston, Mac, Emerson, and Mooney. And Winston is the middle name for John Lennon and Emerson from Keith Emerson of Emerson, Lake and Palmer and Mac short for Paul McCartney. And Mooney was, um, uh, based on uh, the, just the name only Keith Moon, uh, from the who, and who was one of my favorite groups. And I remember when, when he died and I was fortunate to be able to see the original, uh, version lineup of the who, and he was a great, he was a great drummer and, you know, insane person. Um, but, um, a hell of a drummer, you know, uh, for that, that era of music. And, um, so that's where my, my character's name Mooney comes from. And, you know, uh, so I, I just had to mention that since you tell me that mentioning that story. How funny moon, the loon, moon, the loon. That's yeah. right. I'm that's looking at the characters right now. They're, they're great. And so they've got these, it's sort of a, a by day by night thing. Do you want to tell us the story of the Grimps, kind of the background of, sure. um, of of their their entire story sure well you know when i getting back to when i started to develop the idea because that really is where it all starts i knew i wanted to do as i said you know the rock and roll music and um and um you know a, a cartoon show and with a music but i didn't want to do just a cartoon about a band because it was it's kind of been done before and it really you know, it doesn't have a lot of interest. So I wanted, and I wanted it to have some kind of magical and and mystical storyline um, for the kids because I knew it was going to be <clears throat> universal. But I need you need to hook the kids on, on on that type of thing in some way or another. So I started to develop this idea, which is the the backstory. Because see, the show takes place in present time, but the backstory kind of like you know, how did um, you know Bruce Wayne become Batman? Uh, in the Grimm's case, um, they lived 500 years ago, and they were like minstrels, say, in the times of Robin Hood. And they were very, very, you know, popular uh, minstrels or musicians of their time, and, this, and they would travel around to the little towns, and as I said, they were very popular. But the king had a uh, king's wizard named Spectre, another name from rock and roll history. He was an evil wizard, and he was very, very jealous of them. Uh, so his plan to get rid of them and to banish them was that he cursed them and he turned them uh, into these hideous-looking creatures um, for them to be banished for, for, uh, forever uh, into this uh, forest. So the Grimps end up, along with their friend Magic Alex, who's also a budding wizard, for the next 500 years, um, live in, in the the backwoods of, of this forest and they saw the world change and they saw music change from, you know, Beethoven to the Beatles to Nirvana and up till now. And Magic Alex for the 500 years unsuccessfully was able, not able to um, change them back to humans. But he finally came up with a spell and a reverse curse. But what happens is that the curse, a reverse spell turns them back to humans every night, but only from sunset to sunrise. And then they go out and they now can resurface into society as this musical group. So there's this dual life 
uh, a secret that they're keeping from the rest of the world because they kind of have this Dracula Wolfman type of story going on where they have to, they don't want people to know what happens to them into the day. And then at night they're musicians and they're going out on this quest to be these pop rock stars, but they have to get in before the sun rises again and they turn into these creatures and this happens daily. So we have this ongoing storyline, but the show takes place in modern time and we will revisit um, the past history you know, in flashbacks, um, because because they're around for 500 years, they were instrumental in a, a lot of what happened and has music changed, um, but nobody knows that. Um, so that that's kind of like where the sh- where the show starts in present time with that backstory, uh, with this kind of curse as they go out there to be uh, musicians in today's world. Does does Spectre the Wizard when he takes his cap off? Does he have a giant crazy fro like? Old Phil Spector had there at the end of his, of his, you know, when he was in court there. He has, he actually, yes, you know, one of the things about Spector <laughs> is that when, when we come back into present time with the show, Spector resurfaces um, to destroy uh, the Grim Swanson for all. And he actually has this, uh, he comes in and out of the storylines where he um, can change into many different types of people. Uh, where it works in the storyline and his main other character that he turns into is a um, someone uh, a media mogul evil media mogul called Raimondo and uh, but yes he has a different look uh, at any time just like uh, Phil Spector did (laughs) (laughs) yeah you google Phil Spector and it's just hilarious Oh my God! Those pictures are. Uh, if you ever saw some, the, other the movie that Al Pacino plays him, and 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 they recreate those wigs during the trial, it's almost hysterical to believe that this guy <laughs> really showed up like that. And that's probably why he's still in jail. Nobody took him serious, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, this this is so fascinating to me. So you've come to the point where you've got this brilliant storyline. Obviously, it's going to catch on like crazy. You've got these amazing animations. Can you actually walk us through the process of sort of creating this cartoon um, from from where you first thought of the idea that you wanted to do it to to where you're at right now? And you don't have to get into like excessive detail, but really, if somebody out there wanted to wanted to put a cartoon together and was serious about actually devoting the time and the energy, uh, what what is it like doing it? Well, um, when a show finally comes on TV, there's a whole team besides the creator, so. Yeah. When you do it like I did it, and most people do it in the beginning, is you're wearing all the hats. But actually, that's the fun part because the creative process is the fun part. Um, as I said, once I decided what I wanted to to do, you know, as far as rock and roll and cartoon about a band, blah blah blah, I developed the storyline which I just mentioned, and then the next thing I had to do was start to design the characters. You know, what were they going to look like? What were their personalities? And so th- that, that's a process. And once you find that out, you, you know, you draw them somewhat to what their personality is going to be. Now, cartoon show is not much different than a sitcom. I mean, you look at the best sitcoms out there and there's all the main five, six, seven main characters, very distinct personalities. They all play off each other. The weaknesses, the strengths, blah, blah, blah. Well, I did the same thing with this. Um, then once I, I, I knew what their personalities were, I started to design them. I get them to a design, uh, design stage that I'm happy with. 
in this particular case with the Grimps, you know, there were two sets of designs. You had the creatures and then you had the human versions. Mm -hmm. So I played around with that, got that done, um, worked on what their names were. Some of them, you know, were very obvious. As I mentioned, a lot is this, um, you know, tribute to history of rock and roll. The one, the names that I've picked were the obvious ones uh, to me initially, but I got many, many other characters that'll come into the show later on. Initially, from the marketing I've done now, I only need to deal with the main ones. But so I worked on that and the designs, and then I started to write, um, you know, uh, episode ideas, synopsises of you know um just just to kind of flush it out you know I, you know what what was what, what were they going to do stories about you know what they did in the daytime when the rest of the world couldn't see them or stories about them playing on stage or what were the positive messages and and wrote you know dozens and dozens and dozens of synopsis um you know which would be later on turned into scripts um and then what I started to do was start to do a, a um, to get the word out, was I just started my social media, um, again, to get the word out. You know, the hardest part um, of being creative of an animated show is animation is just so darn expensive. You can't go out there and just start producing the episodes as easily, I mean, um, as people may think. It's a very expensive process. Yeah. So I needed to get you know, and to sell the show, but I developed a, what they call a, a, a pitch Bible, um, an animation pitch Bible, which is, uh, explains the whole show and shows the characters and, and gives ideas. Um, I've done that. I've made uh, several marketing videos and I've done a lot of, um, a lot of publicity, um, on TV shows and radio shows, just like yours, which has helped get the word out. Um, I've also, because it's a musical project, um, you know, have been in the recording studio and we've recorded a, a theme song already for the show. And we um, actually just finished in December uh, down in Florida. We um, uh, wrote and put together four new Grimp songs that are um, going to be uh, used in the presentation pitch. You see, one of the things with the uh, with the Grimps is that on every episode is going to be written with some somewhat positive message. As I said, not preachy, but it's going to have some kind of message. There's going to be an original song writ written and recorded uh, and a taste of it in every episode. And, of course, a full version of that. So as part of my presentation, we, we did four, four new songs written um, uh, and recorded from f four of the episodes out of many, many that are written, um, which are part of it. Um, so the whole process, you know, was put together like that, um, with all these different elements to now go out and seek a home and go into development, a home with a, you know, a corporation or a network, um, uh, to go out there and, you know, get the, the Grimps in production and, and on television. Were you, were you beating the hell out of the drums on those tracks? Uh, no, on the, on these, I did not. But um, I was involved in the production and some of the background uh, background music um, because it just timing wasn't right. To, you know, it was we we did it for several reasons down in Florida, and uh, it was quicker to do it with some session guys, and um, they, and they were great. They were great, and uh, the music's going to be coming out real soon. I'll be um, you know uh, uh, playing it out there before it hits the airways on TV and animation, but. Uh, 
I just love being in the recording studio. I got to go there for some of the mo- vocals and the, and the mixing and um, and be part of the process and, and input. And it's just great. It's just magical to, to do that as well. <laughs> I bet. I mean, it sounds like a fascinating process, 100%. And, and just any aspect of that, really, every, every single step you just walked us through, and that was in pretty awesome detail. So thanks for that. getting this going and getting it on TV what what would be your your ultimate long-term goal with this show ultimate long-term goal um I really believe that I, I would I would love to create a uh, an entertainment brand that has some longevity that is um is fun and entertaining for 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 the whole family for three generations and and to reintroduce kids to some you know good rock and roll music I, i'm not against the, the new stuff that's out there now but i think that there's a you know a lot of stuff that um that they're not hearing and i and i you know quite honestly a, a tv show now is a great way to promote um original music um because you know they're you know the whole record and music industry is is completely different and um, I just would love to see that, you know, the, that, you know, the Grimps can be, you know, uh, entertaining to people and, um, you know, people enjoy it. <laughs> I bet. I mean, and of course, like, I love the fundamentals of just the whole education of rock and roll history to the children. And- yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a subtle thing. I'm doing a lot of that for, for, for the fun of it, for myself. You know, when, um, when my oldest son was, was a kid, uh, really young, I would say about five or six. The big thing in in, in children's entertainment was the, the the first version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And what I always what I thought was brilliant was um, the names that all these little little boys because it was really a, a boy a boy thing. All these little six year old boys, you know, knew Donatello and Michelangelo and Raphael as turtles, you know, but they were Renaissance painters. And I just, you know, I just loved that they threw those little, little things in there. So I, I kind of took that fun approach. So a lot of these little things are, are for the fun of it for me. And I think it'll all creep out and it will be educational. And you know what? I think that something like the Grimms will be uh, another thing that might put the interest in a, a, a kid's head to pick up a guitar or play a piano or do something else creative. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can see that. If it, if it can do that, you know, that's another great positive thing. So that's a good thing that can come out of it. Um, and I, like I said in the beginning of this interview, I think the timing is right for it. I don't think there's anything, you know, on uh, TV or the web right now that's kind of like it. And I think it, you know, it, it, it has a lot of really good elements to it. Awesome. Well, h- hey, as far as like on a on a daily basis and you personally, do you – do you do anything in particular to keep yourself kind of online with being able to complete these projects? 
Because I think a lot of people, uh, they have all these great ideas in mind, but the problem for most people is they, they are either scared to, to attack it or they just never really take that step and, and continue with being persistent and, and achieving their goals and actually making them measurable tracking and getting to the point that they want to get to uh, for, for you. And it doesn't really just have to be a daily basis, but do you have any like habits in place that you've kind of made a part of your life that contribute to your success in general? Um, that's a good question. It's, um, well, habits that keep me focused. Yeah. I'm, I'm on this thing every day. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, uh, I'm thinking about it all the time. Um, I'm 10 steps ahead of what I, uh, want to do next. Um, I do things like, you know, um, I exercise regularly. I, I, you know, which really is, is grounding for me and keeps, keeps me focused and keeps me awake and keeps me alive and gives me the energy to do, you know, all these types of things. And, um, you know, any artist will, will, will know this, that you go through your funks where you start to get, you know, get depressed and, and say nothing's happening and, um, and all of that. And we all have them and I have them, but I just really just tell myself, there's no question about it. This is going to happen. And that's like, what can I do today? And one little step forward. And I just stay focused on this is going to happen. And anytime, you know, uh, a, a thought of negativity comes in, you just knock it out. And, you know, I've gone this far with it. And I'll tell you, anybody that's gone far with it, you know, it could happen tomorrow. So, you know, don't give up because, you know, life's too short. If you're going to do something mundane that you don't like, then, then, you know, that's not living, you know? Um, so I, I just approach it every day that, you know, this is exciting and it makes life exciting. You know, it really does, you know, to, to be able to do this show today. And, and I concentrated on this is, you know, what was happening today besides a few other things I had to do early. That was fun. That's, that's another step forward. That's positive. It's all good stuff. So just, I just try to stay focused and I, uh, you know, I don't give up on my thoughts and, um, that's all I can say is just, you know, just don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, we are what we think about, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm 100% sold on that. And it, it doesn't matter if you need to put up a vision board. I mean, I use a vision board or I literally will write down my two top goals every single day the night before. And, and I will make sure I focus on getting those two th things done every day. Because if you do that and you get two things done a day over the course of a year, if you were the type of person that I used to be, where I basically had a list of 400 things I wanted to do, but it was just picking and choosing randomly, uh, procrastinating, going back and forth, and never really getting anything done. But if you just choose what your goals are, know where you want to go, and you think about it, and you convince yourself, you're going to get there. And and it's crazy if you look back and you get 700 and you know so something items that you've done throughout the year, and you can look at all of them scratched off, like be like, wow, you know, and that's just a stepping stone for what right. can be done. It's crazy. The the list is the list is very true, and I actually do that myself. I didn't mention that. I'll I'll make a list, and it's a priority list, and it's a doable list. And the reality is, I mix in that list things that have to get done for regular life. You know, yeah. to survive, to eat. You know, you gotta you gotta do certain things that you, you know, gotta make sure that you also do. So, um, you know, that's all mixed in too. But I take those priorities. But in in every day, as far as my creative project. There's always a few things I want to do, I want to tackle. 
I want to bring to the next step or, you know, get it in a process because it has a long term before it's finished. So I got to, I got to start that process now, but, you know, chip away at it and it, it keeps you going. And then you look back, it's, you know, I was talking to somebody who remembers when I opened up the, the, the Grimps, um, uh, Facebook page for the first time. And they were like one of the first 10 people that, you know, started to follow the page. And I turn around and there's like almost 14,000 on there. And say, whoa, how did that happen? Well, it happened by every day we were doing something, you know, and it grew and it grew and it grew. And um, I've had international rock stars. I've met with them. I've talked to them who have contacted me because of this, that, and the other thing. And they're they're interested in the project and, and this, that, and the other things and been done some other things. And it's all because of staying focused and going on that path straight ahead that you just mentioned. And all these things start to happen so uh it, and i'll say it you know again just you just don't give up don't give up if you believe in it don't give up absolutely beautiful well richard if if you could spend a little bit of time creating something with anybody from the past or present who who do you think that you would choose and what do you think you would create past or present huh. anybody well, I got, I, I have, uh, I probably would um, have liked to have done something with John Lennon musically and artistically because he was also started out as a uh, an artist and a cartoonist. He was quite a good illustrator, actually. Um, and he was a big, uh, you know, I was a big fan of his. Um, he's probably one person uh, that I probably would have. Walt Disney, uh, another one. Uh, That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I think that those two are the first two to come to my mind. Awesome. And if you had to battle Godzilla, how do you think you would use your creativity or talents to defeat that big crazy bastard? Oh well, <laughs> that one's easy. Being a cartoonist and coming from the, um, I'll say it's traditional world of art where you had a pencil and an eraser in your hand i just would take my my big eraser out and erase him as he came and as he as he tried to bite out i just would erase him away <laughs> that works perfectly right take out the teeth take out the arms hey man anything is possible with creativity. Yeah. <laughs> that's 100 percent sure yep yeah so in the, in this whole process before we we say goodbye because we are getting short on time do mm-hmm. you think that for you it was harder to to get started on this venture or just to keep going i think keep going because to get started um you know i i I always look at i love the beginnings of a creative process i i love that i gotta go on my world so i think to to keep going because you have you have your lulls that we talked about a minute ago you have your disappointments i mean i went through several things with this that you know i thought um i was there or i i I produced something that i thought would be the answer and it you know and then you get disappointed and then you got to pick yourself up and go so i would say to keep going yeah absolutely it's always an interesting question and a very hard one to answer um but I think that in anything you do, the the excitement of when you get started is always 
there, there's enough there to kind of kick your ass. But then when you start going and you start running into those bumps, it can be much harder, but you got to keep going. You got to put your head down and keep. Yeah. Going. Well, you see like, you know, a, a project like this, I guess like, it's like a band, you know, when you, you, you're creating it and you're, you're, you're in the inside of it's a band or music doing it musically or, or an artist doing it on paper. The creating part is fun. The part that becomes hard is be able to take, um, you know, the, uh, response from the public when you start to, you know, show, show your, uh, your talents or what you think your talents are. And there's a lot of critical people out there and not everybody loves everything, but you know what, that, that, that's what, what the world's about. So for me, it, it was to keep going, which goes back to the part of, of never, never quitting because you just blow off those people or you blow off, you know, the person who turned you down because, you know, what the hell? I mean, the best people are out there, the most successful people, artists or not, were turned down many times. Um, so what, is, what does it say about that? Well, it says that, you know, the creator didn't give up and uh, everybody's entitled to opinion. But some of these buyers, whoever they were, who turned these creative people down were definitely wrong. So, yeah, absolutely. Down with the big bad specters. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, where can our where can our listeners find you or get in contact with you, and and where can they get a hold of the Grimps online? And and do you have a timeline of when you think uh, you could possibly have this thing rolling? Um, maybe an episode or a pilot out. Well, I'm I'm, I'm hoping uh, definitely this year in 2015 um, that we're going to be, um, getting a deal. We're going out to start the pitch. We're finishing up the presentation, going out to start pitching, uh, at the early February, actually there's a, uh, a national, uh, kids animation, uh, convention in February in Miami called kids screen, which will be one of our first stops. And hope from there, um, shortly after get enough interest with uh, a few of the networks to be able to do something, go into production, get out there. But, um, people in the meantime for updates and you know they can um we have a, a channel on youtube the grimps with several marketing videos or uh our theme song they can hear um please find us on facebook at the grimps musician band g-r-i-m-p-s we're on twitter at the grimps or the website as you mentioned before thegrimps.com where there are links to uh, Facebook and Twitter and there there's a lot of updates and pictures and new artwork and and announcements uh, of uh, where you know I might be uh, doing a show like this which is all over you know our social media this this week and uh, we'd love to have more people uh, know about us and, and follow the Grimps so please uh, please join us there and thank you Absolutely, man. And do you have any favorite closing advice, resources, and tools? And and by the way, all these links that he mentioned will be on the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash Richard Sergiovanni. Um, and yeah, so you got any favorite closing advice that you'd like to give the listeners or, or any of your favorite books or anything that you think they could find value in? Uh, just advice is that... Um just do what you love and um it's kind of cliche and you'll you'll never work a day in your life and and just don't give up life's too short have fun with what you do and uh, if you have a passion for it you'll do it and, and don't give up and uh I, I i i live my life by that every day no stress 2015 for everybody out there you got it don't let don't let things bother you don't let things get under your skin uh, it doesn't matter what other people think Get out there and just try. If you love something, do it for sure. Absolutely. Whatever it is. 
Give high know. fives. Bring the energy because enthusiasm is 100% infectious. If you if you have the energy and you bring it around other people, it will rub off on them and you would be surprised that the effect, you know, the waterfall effect it can have on people's days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So be persistent, visualize where you want to go, practice and and get out there and break the rules, but first break the rulers. And Richard, thank you so much, man, for being the Archipreneur now. Thank you. This is cool. Thank you very much. And always remember to keep it funky. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archipreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.